0: Yep, yep, yeah, we're on, yep. Donald John Trump, the 45th and current President of the United States. Well, before entering politics, Sam, he was a businessman, mm. a television personality, as discussed in our previous episode. But now, let's jump in to the presidency of Donald John Trump. Trumpo, Trumpster, the big Don. Yes. Don, Don the dickhead, whatever you want to call him. Go ahead, Sam.
1: Yeah, a few names for him. Um, even he's got his own theme song. Oh, wow. He goes by the Trumpster sometimes. How good's that? Yeah, he loves that uh, that beat. Um, hmm. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> the, the Don. So, yeah, uh, Donald Trump, he, he was elected in 2016. When everyone might remember, maybe not remember, you know, clearly in the year, but, yeah, it was 2016. Yeah. Um, so he actually his his pres- well his quest to become president uh, began way back in 1987 apparently um, he was expressing his interest in the matter, so I guess there was a bit of a, a bit of a sniff um, that he might you know one day try to sneak his way into the White House, which um obviously he eventually did um quite some time ago he started uh, you know chatting about that but yeah after after to, uh, the 2008 uh, election he became uh, one of the most outspoken members of um, the bertha movement which question yeah questioned uh, whether Barack Obama was born in the US um, so for the record uh, Barack was actually born in in, uh, in Hawaii um, in August 1961 uh two years after hawaii was declared a state of the
0: usa so a bit of controversy there mm, hence um, the birther movement i'm guessing because yeah hawaii wasn't always part of the u.s and now yep. you know he was born around the time it just became a state so i yeah. think that cleared that movement up there and that obviously was a state at the time of his birth so mm-hmm. yeah he was a u.s c- citizen and you need to be to be a, a president and that's part of the constitution so that's right yep yeah
1: yeah um so yeah then fast forward forward to 2011 um so trump regularly appeared on fox news um and established himself as a, an antagonist of president barack obama at the time um so he sort of built up his you know he built up a bit of momentum from early on uh, the, the trumpster um although uh, he was ru- ruled out of running sorry uh, he, he ruled himself out of uh, running in 2012 trump continued to make uh, his presence felt um at a, at a conservative gathering, so he, he sort of, you know, just kept his, you know, kept, kept his foot in the door there and hung around a bit. And yeah, I mean, um, I guess it was a bit of a surprise to, to some people, um, but those who, I guess, you know, had a bit of knowledge around, um, around, you know, the uh, politics politics and stuff in, in the U.S. might have had a, a bit of an inkling that he might have, you know, one day, uh, yeah, put his name up. So he publicly uh, endorsed the nominee uh, Mitt Romney uh, and cultivated relationships across the spectrum of uh, the, the so-called right-wing uh, politics. Mm, right-wing, Sam. So I guess
0: yes. for those at home who don't know, and, and you've probably heard of it before, and mm. I was one of those that have heard of you know right-wing, left-wing, and I thought... What the hell do they even mean? Like, you know, obviously birds have got a right and a left wing, unless, unless they're like a deformed bird. But, mm. um, I mean, I love eating wings um, of a certain bird named the chicken. But, like, what does right wing and left wing mean? Well, mm. I'm about to give it to you, guys. Um, so left wing, right? right, we'll start on with the left wing, mm-hmm. they sort of have an emphasis on ideas such as freedom, equality, uh, fraternity rights, Uh, progress reform and internationalism however Mm. and and obviously now on the other end of the spectrum the right wing well it's pretty much uh, not the opposite but it's pretty much opposing what the left wing believes in so the right wing has more of an emphasis and notions on authority hierarchy order duty tradition reaction and nationalism Mm -hmm. so if you look at it uh, left wing is all about internationalism, right? So yep. engaging and creating allies with other countries and, you know, maybe with the trade agreements and all that sort of stuff. Whereas right wing is more conservative and it's all about just the country itself. Yep. We don't care what China does. We don't mm. care what England's doing over there. We just worry about ourselves and our people and our jobs. We don't Mm -hmm. want any migrants here taking our jobs and that sort of stuff. And as you all are aware that Donald Trump has that notion that he is a real right-wing conservative and Mm -hmm. he's part of the Republican Party. So that's just a bit of a spin on left-wing versus right-wing. We probably don't have, I guess, here in Australia, uh, really uh, true um, and ruthless left and right-wingers. I guess they sort of steer towards that side. But... uh, you know they're not true passionate full-on uh left and right wingers so Mm -hmm. that's just uh something i thought i'd share with the listeners so yeah that's that's your left and right wing um if there was a chicken wing that you were about to eat sam which one would you go for
1: um oh the right wing probably no i don't even know how you tell it to be honest you might yeah yeah. i suppose yeah it will make sense you'd have to sort of really think about the bird and and where that wings uh, being placed but yeah geez you're making me hungry talking about these wings
0: how do you like your wings by the way sam um I
1: do you like, like them, them
0: like with a dry rub or like a you know like a real wet and moist marinade
1: yeah nice wet moist uh, barbecue marinade
0: Usually, oh,
1: right. you know whack them in the smoker for a, an hour and a half and then uh, Finish him off with, uh, you know, a bit of char and uh, some sauce. Beautiful.
0: Mm. And as we covered in the previous episode, Donald Trump loves a bit of fast food and some, mm. you know, nice barbecued meats and all that sort of stuff. So, yep, yeah, relevant. I think you you and him see eye to eye, maybe not in politics, yeah. but definitely in indulging in some wings.
1: Yes, definitely. Maybe yeah. the right
0: ones. Yeah, yeah, thanks
1: for that, Terry. That's that's really um, given us a good idea of, of uh, what the left and right wings are all about. I guess uh, being, in, you know, uh, well, Americans over there, they uh, probably would suit the right wing uh, because they're really patriotic and really, um, you know, love their country. So makes sense why uh, the Trumpster got in. Uh, over there, but yeah. Yes. So on on uh, June the sixteenth, twenty fifteen, um, Trump appeared in the lobby of the Trump Tower, um, of course, with his wife and his children to officially announce that uh, he was he was going for presidency in twenty sixteen. So um, wow, yeah, he he you know took his time. He sort of you know I think he might have made a smart move and just sort of scoped it out for a while and um, got a few uh, people to back him up, and he, he knew what was going on, so. Um, yeah, he, and at that, that time when he was in the lobby, he quoted, we need somebody that literally will make this country, uh, sorry, who will take this country and make it great again. Of course we can do that. So that, uh, famous phrase, you know, making America great again, that's, uh, where it stems from.
0: Yeah. Um, let, let's just get a quote from the, the big old Trumpster as well mm. in, uh, I guess in full quoting, let's just get him up. And yes. Together,
1: we will make America great again.
0: That's the one. Inspiring. Very Mm. inspiring. And I'm sure, you know, Melania, who was standing next to him there at the Trump Tower, she was probably so proud of him and probably gave him a bit of a quickie after. But, (laughs) I mean, that's all confidential and behind closed doors. So let's uh, tidy Mm. things up, shall we, and move on. So um, we've got the election controversies, and also we've got the big Hillary Clinton debate to talk about as well. So – you know, Mr. Trump's campaign for the presidency was rocked by a lot of controversies, as mentioned, um, and including the emergence of a recording from 2005 of him making lewd remarks about women mm. and claims, including from members of his own party, that he was not fit for office. Now, this is interesting because I don't yep. know if there's a bit of jealousy or, you know, you know a bit of envious um, going on there, but, you know... In regards to him being fit for office, that's bullshit because the bloke, like he's a billionaire. Yeah. He runs a a very, like a hugely extensive portfolio. He runs many businesses. He's got himself to the top. All right, he had a bit of a um, head start with his dad, but his dad gave him the millions and he made those millions into billions. So Mm, um, fit for office, I disagree with that. The remarks about women, well, that's been going on for ages. And you know what? There's always going to be someone out there when you've got a high-profile person that's always Mm going to defame someone else. So, look, until we have some clear-cut evidence and until the courts decide whether this sort of shit's going on or not, um, let's just not comment about that, shall we? Yep. Anyway, he he always consistently told his army of supporters that he would defy the opinion polls, all right, which mostly had him trailing Hillary Clinton – and that his presidency would strike a blow against the political establishment and drain the swamp, in quotations, in Washington. Yeah. So Hillary, I'm guessing, would have been quite popular because her mm. husband had already been in office. So Clinton was a real household name in, in regards to yeah. the politics space. Yep, yep. But Trump was also a household name too. So I think Hillary, if she had gone up against anyone else other than Trump, she probably would have won the election. Mm. because. True. Put it this way: There's a lot of, um, I guess, citizens out there, or those that actually have the right to vote, that just maybe just go off a name, or yeah. they just go off someone that you know that Definitely. speaks well, or you know they just look good, and they think, oh, they look the part. I don't mind hmm. them being a leader, he or she. And well, yep. uh, Hillary. Um, I mean, I'm not into U.S. politics too much, but I was. I knew the last name Clinton, so you were yeah, you were cool. just sort of, oh, I had to vote for someone, well, I don't know too much but I'll go for her. Hmm. But she yeah, had she was. She yeah, was
1: a red, a red hot favorite. Uh, yeah, she was a red hot favorite to win, you know, also to get in. So yeah, it was a it was a big upset. I remember it, uh, you know, like it was yesterday. It was, uh, you know, everyone was riding off Trump, um, and yeah, Hillary was looking to be the next president of the United States. And yeah, well, massive curveball, and uh, next thing you know, Hillary got the out. job.
0: Yeah, and yeah. he gets the job. So yeah. Well, he did defy the polls. He took inspiration from the successful campaign to get Britain out of the European Union, saying he would pull off the Brexit 10 times. <laughs> yeah, well, that a lot of people thought that wasn't going to happen, and it still yeah. actually hasn't even bloody happened. And, you know, that so, was voted in, in 2016 as well. So uh, there's always complications with those sort of issues. But he defied the polls, and he got in. And, mm-hmm. you know, Sam, interestingly enough here, and, and the listeners, I'm sure you will love this, but um, he's actually the first U.S. president... Never to have hel- held elected office or mm-hmm. served in the military, meaning that he already made history before he was even sworn in as America's 45th president on the 20th of January 2017. So never uh-huh. have held elected office, so never mm-hmm. been a politician yeah, in any yeah. of those uh, small states or counties, um, and never served in the military. Yeah, now, interesting. I don't think that's actually a requirement because obviously no. he got the job, all mm-hmm. right? And, you know, sometimes do we even want people that have held elected offices? Because, mm. you know, if you've been in politics in the game for too long, you start figuring out some of the loopholes and you start becoming a bit dodgy. And, you know, in Australia, we've we've come across a fair few dodgy politicians and so many little internal bust-ups and disagreements where we've had bloody five prime ministers in the space of maybe 10 years, which is ridiculous. And we've only voted for, like, two of them. Mm. Um, True. So, over there, I mean, you know, you got someone fresh, new to the game, giving fresh ideas and opinions. Why not? Rather mm-hmm. than someone has been in the system for 20, 30 years and they're, you know, it, deep in the back of their mind, they know how the game works and they thought, oh, well, you know, we, we can sort of manipulate it this way or they've got hidden agendas. This guy mm-hmm. here, well, you know, obviously he's got businesses and that sort of stuff, but he's had to sort of relinquish power for the yeah. position. So That's he's right. actually doing it for the country. And also, another little tidbit, Every American president is required to be paid, right? But he mm. is the only American president to have significantly reduced his pay so much that he's only to—he's only paying himself a dollar a year yeah, to yeah. do the job. Mm. So he has to pay, hey. get paid something. He's like, well, I don't even want the money. I don't need the money. Yep. I'm doing it because I've got the passion to do it and mm-hmm. I love to do it and loves the country and wants to make it great again, as he we just heard. Yep. So he's like, well, I need to get paid something, so I'll get paid $1. Give mm. it yep. to the man.
1: Yeah, um interesting. And,
0: uh, what a good bloke mm, you know nah. taxpayers money can be spent elsewhere and yep. uh well you know what why do we need to pay for all these politicians expenses and travel allowances and you know remuneration in their pocket mm, that's how right. about let's just reduce tax because we're not actually outlaying as much yeah I don't know yeah no, that's fair anyway anyway part of his election controversies mm-hmm. was Hillary Clinton obviously his um I guess his competitor in the election campaign yep but Hillary did come up with a big hurdle. She had a massive obstacle and there was a massive controversy and a lot of – there was an email issue that we've all sort of – I guess if you followed it slightly, if you were in the news or sort of tracking it in 2016, you would have heard that there was a lot of email scandals with Hillary Clinton. And before this episode, I sort of did a bit of research myself. Mm. I didn't actually know what it was um, in detail. I just knew uh, there was some hacking or some email scam. Who knows? But – I'm going to give it to you right now, Sam, and I want mm-hmm. your commentary. Yes. Every time I pause, I want you to just give me something. No worries. All right. it doesn't have to be much, but give me something, would you? I will. Okay. Thanks. So what was the Hillary email issue you you ask. Well, you may not ask, but I'm about to <laughs> answer the uh, the asked question. So it was something that a few pundits would believe uh, would happen as polling day approached. So despite his campaign receiving a late boost um, – from this investigation, um, I guess, yeah, so Hillary had some email issues. So basically shortly before she was sworn in as Secretary of State in 2009, this is Hillary Clinton we're talking about, she actually set up an email server at her home, right? Hmm. She then relied on this email for all of her electronic correspondence, both work and personal related during her four years in office as Secretary of the State in 09. So there, there, there lies the issue, Sam. Yeah, right, yeah. She's mm-hmm. mixing business with pleasure. Mm. That's weird. Mm. Okay. So she did not use or even activate a state.gov email account which would have been hosted on servers owned and managed by the U.S. government. And apparently, from my research and investigation, it's required that each politician or anyone that holds a public office mm-hmm. to have um, an active state.gov email account because the government has the ability to own it and manage all the content and protect it on its own hosted servers. However, yeah. she used an email for both work and, and, and personal issues. Mm-hmm. On our own email server at our own home, which is susceptible to hackers, yeah, it's right, susceptible to fraud, and there's hardly any security on it as well. So, mm, yeah, it's, it's, it's massive. Um, Mrs. Clinton's email system became a national story in the first week of March 2015, where or when the New York Times ran a front page article on the subject. The article said that the system may have violated federal requirements and actually was alarming to current and former government archive officials. Now it's mm. the front page said it may have violated federal requirements. Now I guess a lot of these journalists are very um careful with the words they use. Yeah, or, yeah. Not only did she she may have, but she no, she actually did. She mm-hmm. did violate those federal requirements. And it definitely is alarming. To current and former government archive officials. Imagine, you know, there was some for like she was cc'd in a few emails, and mm-hmm. you know she obviously had some a lot of email correspondence for work, mm-hmm. and someone just hacked into it, or you know, unfortunately, someone hadn't gotten possession. Of an email, she addressed it to the wrong person. Well, if yeah. it was on the government servers, what they could actually do, the government, is if you have sent an email to the wrong person, they can actually go to that person's email account and quickly delete it. Yeah,
1: yeah. But if yeah. it's
0: on a personal email account, say like a Hotmail or a Gmail, mm. you can't do that. You don't have the ability. If you sent it to the wrong person, well, bad luck. It's like sending a text message to the wrong person. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, very,
1: very odd. Yeah. It's, I find it very odd that she like, oh, and very amateurish um, that she would do that anyway. I mean, you're pretty high up in the uh, in, in, you know, in the government there and you just, oh, I don't know, that's really just a brainless act. And yeah. obviously, yeah, very, very risky to, to risk. You know the security of your um of your nation really and, and just you know i don't know what for like why, why wouldn't you just follow protocol are you hiding something was she hiding something um you know does she not want her emails to be uh tracked in that uh within that system
0: um yeah well, very I've, got, I've got the answers for you sam oh thank uh, you very very amateurish very yeah. amateurish um And quite unprofessional, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm sort of looking for a secretary myself. And I don't know if she's (laughs) out of a job, but I wouldn't get her. No. It's hopeless. Bloody hopeless. Anyway, so according to Mrs. Clinton, so she had – you need to ask her the question why she's done Hmm. this. She's justified this for this particular reason. She she goes, the primary reason she set up her own email was for convenience. So according to reports, the government issued BlackBerry phones at the time – were unable to access multiple email accounts. Mm. Yeah, right. She quotes, "I thought using one device would be simpler, and obviously it hasn't worked out that way." Well, mm, no, it hasn't, sense. Mrs. Clinton. And the use of Blackberries at the time was probably pretty popular. I reckon around the 2009 time, where I guess anyone with a BlackBerry, you, you if you have seen someone with a BlackBerry, you'd have thought, oh, they're a business person, mm. you know, um, using it for emails and, you know, I'm guessing yep. correspondence and." Required that full keyboard with all those little buttons. Um, Sam, you, you love a good yeah. BlackBerry, don't you? Uh,
1: yeah. Fun fact with Blackberry as well. They can't be um, they can't be tapped. So that's po- probably another reason why they were using yeah. Blackberries back then. Yeah. And I think still uh, still people do use them today, maybe for some uh, you know illicit uh, purposes. But yeah, they uh, they can't be uh, yeah apparently they can't be tapped.
0: There you go. That, that is a fun fact and mm. it's really fun. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, so maybe you can even access the dark web on a BlackBerry. And yeah. covered the dark web uh, on a previous episode, and that was really good. So those dot uh, .onion websites. Mm. Um, yeah, so using it for convenience, thought it was a simpler way, um, but it hasn't worked out that way. Skeptics have actually uh, counted that the real reason Mrs. Clinton established her own email system was because it gave her total control over her all her correspondence because once i said just previously that if there was a wrongful email or the mm. addressee was incorrect or you know the content wasn't that good well the governments can filter the content or even delete potential correspondence before the recipient even sees it or even yeah. if the re- recipient sees it well then they can delete it from their records so then that recipient doesn't have proof to say that it actually existed yeah. however on her own server well she had total control yeah and yeah. um, so maybe another reason there um An FBI investigation found that Clinton staffers, so Mrs. Clinton's um, subordinates, told the FBI that they they destroyed some of the replaced devices with a hammer while they could not account for others. So basically, when the investigation was going on, uh, Mrs. Clinton had some of her staff Mm. um, destroying some of the devices that she used along the way. Because maybe (laughs) I'm guessing some of the content in the cloud just never disappears and Maybe she oh. just didn't want any tangible evidence um, found. So that's interesting. Um, so why is that an issue? Well, critics have expressed, I guess, concern that her reliance on a homebrew type of email system, meaning that she's made it herself, um, obviously, and I, as I suspected earlier, made her communications more susceptible to hackers mm. and foreign intelligence services. So she's such a silly woman. Like, oh, Not only can right. is it easily to be hacked, I wonder what our password was. Bill is a cheater, one, two, three, or something like that. <laughs> um, but foreign intelligence uh, agencies can even tap into this. And, mm. you know, when you're dealing with national security, oh, and yeah. with her um, being, I guess, you know, the Secretary of the State, the last thing you want to do is other countries, you know, getting into your bloody email system, all right, yeah, yeah, you can't have a BlackBerry phone, but you can access the email, not just on a phone. You can email it on a uh, you can yeah, access that's right. desktop Um, laptops tablets so all right yeah blackberries can't get tapped but so a lot of other platforms can um, and devices so Mm. this week hillary um and also it was confirmed that clinton sent emails that have since been deemed to to contain classified information so and that is again easily hackable and accessible by the public so this isn't a hillary clinton episode but we just thought we'd actually paint the picture of what this hillary controversy was all about and mm-hmm. a lot of people believe that this was the demise of Hillary's campaign against Trump. Yeah, and, definitely. well, Trump got the position, and let's continue with what he did. Sam. Mm.
1: Yeah, thanks, Terry. That's great. Um, yeah, very, yeah, that's an in- interesting, uh, yeah, interesting point in the election campaign, that uh, controversy. And, yeah, like you said, I think definitely that was uh, the tipping point for Clinton's uh, demise. So, oh, well. Hillary just uh, maybe be, you know, a bit more smart with your communications in the future. Pretty mm. good good thing uh, she didn't get in. She could have been, uh, you know, president and just uh, I don't know, flicking a few emails on a personal can and you know, just uh, getting hacked by the Chinese or the Russians and whatever. So, yeah, good job uh, Hillary. Um so back to the man we're talking about, the Trumpster. Um now he's uh since his been elected, he's come up with some outlandish uh, policies. So we're going to go through a few of those. I mean, some of them outlandish, some of them, you know, realistic. Um, so, yeah, under his uh, his banner, like we said, make America great again, um, which I think is a good, you know, good uh, catchphrase. Inspiring. Um, ha- mm, yeah, Trump has uh, run a controversial campaign built on. Uh, promises to strengthen the american economy which you know makes sense and he, he actually did um well you know up until the sort of covid uh scenario he he, he had the economy going uh, stronger than ever um and the strongest has ever been in history so um kudos to him for for getting it to that stage um, he also uh, mentioned building a wall on the border of Mexico and the USA. Um, so we'll go, we'll go through that in a bit more detail. Um, and a temporary ban on immigration uh, by Muslims uh, until uh, his country's representatives can figure out what's going on. So, um, yeah, let's jump into a few of those and, and get a bit more detail. We won't go too much into detail, but just to give the listeners an idea of what he was on about. They Um, really are
0: outlandish, aren't they?
1: mm, Yes. Well, to kick things off, the wall. Um, So I think everyone uh, heard heard about the wall that Trump wanted to build. It hasn't been built yet. I don't think construction has started. But, um, yeah, so the wall uh, was a promise. Um, and well, proposed to take a, a hardline stance on, uh, you know, Latino immigrants. That you know, it's a pretty common theme in America. I think uh, these, you know, the Mexicans, uh, just f- fleeing into the country, and oh, sorry, fleeing their country into America. Um, and yeah, he he. So Trump uh, labeled the migrants coming from Mexico as people who have lots of problems. So uh, I mean, it's sort of you know uh, generalizing the whole uh, country of Mexico. But um, anyways, (laughs) adding that they, uh, they are bringing drugs and crimes um, and then also going so far as to call them rapists um, as well. So yeah, it's, I mean, Hey, look, we're we're not here to, you know, promote Trump or to discredit Trump. This is, this is what he said himself. So we're just, uh, you know, spitting the facts here and it's probably, yeah, crossing a few lines there. um, Mr. Trump. So yeah, um, he later added as well that um, they're also coming from, or well, they're being, they're being uh, you know, these immigrants coming from uh, South and Latin America and probably from the Middle East. So he's just, um, yeah, he's not sure where they're coming from, but he reckons they're coming left, right, and center. Um, he also went on to say uh, when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. Um, yeah. so because of that, he promised voters that he'll build a great wall. Um, I don't know if he's having a dig at China there as well. Um, yeah, so China. a few races, yeah, China, a few, a few races being, uh, thrown into the mix there. Um, but, and also just to top it off, he reckons he's going to get Mexico to, to pay for the wall. So not only is targeting uh, you know, the country, but he's going to get them to pay for it. So geez. Um, I don't think we've seen it as yet. Uh, but who knows? It might, might happen. Uh, Trump, um but yeah he i mean he's, he's still the whole way he said he's keen to build this uh, this barrier um but i mean yeah he, he's well i guess his his key word change there was you know he wasn't calling it a, a wall now he's calling it a barrier but i
0: mean yeah, yeah it's, that's, it's, that's the interesting thing now because i think the wall was too outlandish at mm. first and he's thinking well the, the walls now got a real connotation with like a negative connotation to yeah. it so let's just change that word to a barrier now yeah <clears throat> yep so whether it's going to be bricks and mortar or, you know, mm. some uh, reinforced corrugated fencing. We don't know the, the yeah. mechanics behind it, but... Well, surely yeah, I
1: th- already, you think?
0: Yeah, I think most of the border is covered by fencing. Yeah. You know, yeah. But that's still not keeping out a lot of these immigrants. Um, illegal immigrants, I'm opposed to, but then yes, to then yep. add to that and say, you know, the people have a lot of problems, they're bringing mm. drugs, crimes and, and, and rapists, um, they're not sending their best. They're sending their worst. Yeah. Um, I I sort. I think that's a, that's a bit out of line, Donald.
1: Yeah. Because
0: we don't know these people's circumstances and, you know, they are coming from South and Latin America and potentially yeah. other, other countries are going to those areas and then via South and Latin America are getting through to the American border Yeah. yeah. Um, illegally, which is wrong. Yeah, but, that's right. But, you know, we don't know their situation. They're probably seeking refuge. They probably mm-hmm. just want an opportunity. They didn't get the U.S. visa application to work, yeah. um, you know, and, and the countries they're coming from, they're probably third world or yeah. there's just no workaround, a lot yeah, of yeah. poverty, um, a lot of starvation. And I thought, you know what, they, they always say America's the land of opportunity. Well, give me the opportunity and they've been denied that opportunity and they've gone yeah. through it, um, well, albeit an illegal pathway. Yes, yeah. Uh, um, so is yeah. there a right and wrong? I don't know. Mm. Humor... humor I guess, how do you say that? The humanitarian mm-hmm. side of it would be like we should let all immigration and all immigrants in yeah, to, yeah. The, to every country. If, if they're coming from a, a worse or off place, we should let them in with open arms and if we can yeah. afford it, to provide them you know, some basic necessities to get them off their feet. But then there's always going to be those people that manipulate the system. So yeah, that's right. there's just so many things to consider. Yeah, and I understand off. him. Now we talked about the right wing before where it's all about nationalism. He doesn't yeah. care about anyone else. It's just all about America. He's saying to make America great again. And understand the logic because the people that do come, mm. they're not paying taxes. They're coming in illegally. Yep. They are stealing the jobs of, you know, yep. US citizens yep. that are, you know, naturalized. So yep. there are a few negative aspects of illegal immigrants coming into the country. And so to build a wall, well, I don't even actually see that as a problem. Like you're just yeah, building yeah. A, a border between – so you can police who, yeah. who who is in and outside, who comes and goes between yeah, the countries. that's right. I don't actually have a problem with the wall. But then to just add what he, – like he's added a bit of salt and pepper to it saying that yeah, oh, yeah. You know, people got problems and they bring drugs, crimes, and rapists. Well, some of them actually families that just yeah, want a better right. opportunity.
1: Mm. Um,
0: so yep. oh, it's so hard. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, a big wall so i I don't try. know we'll see how that pans out but yeah um interesting and it, it's he's that's probably one of the policies that that's sort of been renowned with trump like he's yeah. very popular for that type of policy
1: definitely yeah yeah i think it you know it's not very it's not always viable to just let every single uh you know immigrant into your into your country i mean i understand yeah they're probably you know in a bit of a tricky situation where they are but it's sometimes it's just not viable for the actual country and then you know you're gonna have more people on welfare potentially as well so it's it's not a great situation sometimes but yeah I guess it leads into another policy that uh, Trump uh, well he sort of got in Um so he proposed a, a travel ban uh, to Muslims well I guess it wasn't specifically for Muslims but it you know it sort of indirectly was Um, so yeah in early 2017 he wanted to issue uh, bans on, on the nation, on the nations of Iran, Libya, Somalia, Syria, um, and Yemen from entering the U.S. altogether. Um, so it also covered travelers from North Korea and certain government officials from Venezuela. So he sort of had a bit of a specific target audience there that he, that he didn't want in his country. Um, question is, why were those countries going to be banned? Well, why were they banned? Um, Good question. Yeah, thanks. The countries, uh, the countries remain, um, well, the, well, at the time, at the time uh, with respect to their identity management and information sharing uh, capability protocols, they it was a bit hard to, you know, some some. Well, I guess they were saying that were potentially terrorists, maybe part of terrorist groups. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, the, the, he sort of wanted to, you know, protect his country and, and not let, you know, these people that possibly could have uh, fake passports or just no passports at all um, entering the country. And if they can't, um, you know, verify their identity and their history, then he sort of wanted them to stay out of this country, which that's fair enough. But I, I don't know about targeting the specific countries. I think maybe, you, you, sh- you know, he might have... Um, been better off just to put in place a, a ban on on all countries for you know people who who don't have clear history or um, you know don't have any you know passport or th- things like that. Maybe just a, a bit thorough, a bit more of a thorough history check um, rather than you know specifically naming countries. But he did it, um, and he does what he what he wants.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, Sam. It, it was a, actually a lazy policy to write. Yeah. So instead of specifically setting out a, you know, a list of protocols and you know um, some requirements and some guidelines as to who can enter and who can sort of come into the country, he's just put a ban on certain countries. Um, mm. Whereas, you know, if you just said that, you know, if you had no um, – if we did a background check on you and there was nothing untoward, there was no criminal history, yeah. um, you satisfied all the requirements, well, in you come. Yeah. Because, all right, there's a few bad weeds in some of those countries and there's some terrorist activity going on currently or previously. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah you are going to be a bit skeptical and a bit worried about who might come from those countries. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we're all not bad weeds. This could be a couple of, uh, you know, prickles in a nice lush green garden. So, True, yeah. Which there always is. I mean, we, unfortunately, sometimes we generalize a minority. Um, yep over the majority so Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be doing that and i think that's lazy policy writing whether it was from trump or his head officials but yeah yeah um you mentioned that it was a travel ban to muslims so really was it a muslim ban sam yeah
1: like i said it was it was sort of an indirect um indirect ban on muslims i guess um six out of the eight countries on the list were uh, predominantly muslim Um, but not all to you know not all in their um entirety in entirety sorry um yeah uh, so a us district uh, judge in virginia ruled that first order was unconstitutional because it had religious bias um, at its heart so i don't know i guess you know some people look in, read into it more than others um mm. you might look at the countries and say yeah look these, this is targeting muslims but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's specifically targeted at a um, religion, to be honest. Um,
0: because, that Virginia, yeah. So that Virginia district judge yep. saying that it was unconstitutional because that had a religious bias at heart. Yeah. Um, she's obviously looking at it from a very, I guess, <clears throat> racist point of view. Yeah, that's right. Um, whereas right. maybe the policy was written in another way. And, and mm. the Hawaiian court, right, dismissed that the government's argument that the ban was not anti-Muslim because it actually targets all individuals from the six yeah. countries. So the Virginia district judge was saying that oh, all those people are, are Muslim. So that's, she was – well, he or she yeah. was actually stereotyping at that that's point. That's right, yeah, yeah. Whereas True. the Hawaiian court said, no, it's actually not anti-Muslim. It's just targeting all individuals from that six countries. Whether it's yeah. right or wrong, they're just saying, you no, know, the facts, right. are facts are that regardless right. of the religion, it's the country themselves. Mm. Um and even even those countries um, in question still only represent a small fraction of the world's Muslim population anyway. Yeah, that's right. So it's not yeah. like it was an all Muslim. So I, mm. think, I don't know if it really was a Muslim ban, Sam. Yeah. Um, I think the, the well,
1: probably uh, journalists and uh, the media was really pumping it up as a, a Muslim hate sort of uh, policy. So, of course, they're going to talk rubbish. Uh, honestly, I just hate the media. Um, apologies to anyone listening who's involved in that kind of uh, field. But they just spin a lot of rubbish and just make up, you know, headlines and make things worse than they are. So I don't think they need to be.
0: You know, um, like we are actually some sort of form of media, so.
1: Yeah, but we tell the truth, Terry. I don't I don't turn around and say, you know, oh, this Trump is a, just a pig and don't vote for him. Like I'm just telling it how it is. And likewise, you're doing the same, Terry. So we're just, you know, a couple of honest
0: blokes and just spinning a bit of garbage. Garbage. yeah so speaking of pigs no porky pies here and you know right now just in regards to that policy before we wrap that up yes. um there is still a partial effect of the policy against travelers from those countries but only for those people without a close link to the u.s yeah that's yeah, so if enough. there's actually no reason for you to come to the u.s and you're from those countries sorry mate piss yep. off. that's a fair call. Mm. um let's push on terry um why
1: don't you, the the best person I reckon to tell us about social media present uh, presence is none other than Terry from Turning Stones, of course. What's uh, what's, what's mean What's Trump's uh, activity like on on the socials?
0: Yeah, so the big old Donald Trumpster, um, his use of social media has attracted worldwide attention. Like he's he's quite active on it. Um, he frequently uses Twitter and other social media platforms, and he uses this to to make comments about. You know, other politicians, celebrities, private citizens, and, and even the Daily News. So he doesn't hold back. He doesn't um, leave no stone left unturned. And I wonder where he got that catchphrase from, Sam.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I've heard it before. Mm. But.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, anyway, so since his presidency began on January 20th, 2017, that's when he got sworn in, Trump has actually tweeted over 20,000 times. Can you believe that? Wow. Jeez. So we're in 2020. We're just over halfway through 2020. That's crazy. And so in about three and a half years, he's tweeted 20,000 times. Now I've <laughs> done the math. Being an accountant, not just mm. any accountant, but I'm a chartered accountant, Sam. What are you? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, hang on. Yeah, my certificate says the same thing, actually.
0: All right, yeah. Um, anyway, I've done the, I've done the math, and he's actually tweeted on average. 12 times a day. Jeez. So that's a lot of activity for someone that is running a country. And, Mm. you know, a lot of people say that, you know, the the U.S. presidency job is probably, you know, you're actually controlling the world somewhat um, indirectly. So it's not only the biggest job in America, but it's probably the most important job in the world, Um, the amount of say and power that they have. So Mm. to to find time in your day to not only, you know, um, take a piss and, do your number two and have a shower and make love. You're <laughs> tweeting 12 times a day as well. Wow. And, of course, crazy. get a feed in and probably do some sort of presidential Pilates and yeah, all that sort of golf. stuff. and Yeah, play some uh, golf and mm. do a hot yoga session. Yeah, well. 12 tweets a day. So I guess maybe when he's on the shitter, he can just quickly snap out yeah, two or three. Yeah, true. Yeah, depending on how his bowel movements are. <laughs> um, so if you want to follow him on Twitter, his handle is at RealDonaldTrump. Yeah, so, right. I, yeah, give him a crack and suss him out and make sure when you're on there, let him know about us and, mm. you know, some of the nice and not so nice things that we've said. but we, we've, we've been telling the truth. Maybe he'll give us a tweet as part of his 12 that he does a day. Yeah, uh, right. But most importantly, the most important handle you want to follow is at Turnstones Pod as well. So if you're doing the at uh, Real Donald Trump, <laughs> go to at Turnstones Pod. We're on Twitter and Instagram and we're pretty good. Mm. Please do. Um, Yes, so despite being in his 70s, Donald has kept up with the times and understood the emergence of social media and he's actually changed the way in which political communication takes place in the United States, Sam. Yeah, right. Because he's the first president to embrace it and utilise it. So why not, um, you know, go to these new forms and these new mediums to interact um, with these... uh, you know, with with the younger generation. Um, yeah. Mm. Because the youth of today do not care about, you know, reading polls and newspapers. They just want a quick little couple of sentences on a tweet. Yep, yep. You beauty. True. So, on the face of it, who wouldn't want a president who is hip and, you know, with the trends, even if he's in his 70s. And uh, you know what? As accountants, Sam, as well as chartered accountants, we mm. have the belief that age is just a number.
1: Yes. Very true. Very mm. true. Ah, thanks for that social uh, update, Terry. Um, Great. Let's uh, now, Trump's had, uh, you know, a lot of accomplishments uh, as well. Um, He's obviously had some, you know, a few controversies through his uh, presidency, um, but also he's uh, accomplished a fair bit. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll touch on a few of those, obviously not in too much detail. Um, So Space Force. So Trump has uh, signed a... 738 billion dollar defense spending bill. Uh, bill. Um, so he officially established the sixth branch of the U.S. armed forces, the Space Force. So interesting, wow. um and yeah, very, very uh, relevant because yeah, a lot of uh, talk about you know uh, UFOs and whatnot. Um, but yeah, the, spa- the Space Force is a new military service since. Uh, sorry, is the first new military service since the U.S. Air Force was created back in 1947. So, yeah, long time between uh, drinks there. Despite its name, the new branch has not been established to protect the planet from potential extraterrestrial threats, but it is tasked with protecting the U.S. military's asset in, assets in space. I suspect it could be a bit of a cover-up, though. Like, yeah, they, I agree. Yeah, I don't think they're going to come out and say we need to set this up because there's a threat from, you know, these extraterrestrials and UFOs that are coming into our airspace. But there's been, we, I think we've covered it on a couple of episodes, been a few sightings of UFOs um, in recent times and uh, even a bit of, you know, declassified uh, imagery from the U.S. military. So I reckon they're a bit, you know, just want to be a bit cautious and just want to but-
0: things they're so. slowly drip feeding us yep with no, this information right. they create a space force releasing some declassified information yep uh, i wouldn't surprise me in 10 20 years we come into contact with something i reckon or if mm. we haven't already
1: yep mm. i think we'll uh that's definitely penciled in for another episode on the turning stones pod yeah um but that's an
0: accomplishment that's for sure yes Good definitely
1: idea. another accomplishment um his tax reform so Uh, As we mentioned earlier, he had the economy really pumping um, before COVID hit. Um, So part of this was uh, to do with these new tax reforms. So the new law was introduced and dubbed the biggest overhaul to the nation's tax code in three decades. Um, And the president pitched it as uh, rocket fuel for the uh, American economy and turned out to be uh, just that rocket fuel. Um, so permanently slashed the corporate tax rate to 21% from 35%. So that's a huge um, drop there, Terry. I see. Us being accountants, we deal with uh, you know tax rates uh, on a pretty regular basis, and in Australia, we're trying to do the same thing. But I mean, that was just a big slash in, in any you know short period of time. Um, and I reckon, they also, I reckon
0: we've got a few clients at, at work that would be licking their lips and salivating over that kind of uh, drop in tax rates. Yeah, so.
1: saving would be excellent
0: um
1: yeah so also provided temporary benefits for individuals and their families so again very similar to what we're trying to um mirror in australia at the moment so you know did we get those uh, those ideas from the us and from the man himself the trumpster i think we might have um critics hmm. argued that it was a windfall for massive corporations at the expense of the middle class Um, But some commentators have suggested that the tax cuts would unleash an economic bonanza, which it sort of did, um, and businesses would invest their operations resulting in uh, improved worker productivity and higher wages as well. So it sort of had a, a, um, you know, a long term, uh, well, decent effect on the economy. So um, really a big tick uh, for Trump there, and I think, you know, he's probably the first president in a long time that's actually got that country running uh, on all all cylinders. So good job, mate.
0: Yeah, a couple of good um, accomplishments there from the old Trumpster. And that tax reform, well, you know, it's businesses that employ. Mm. And if you want, they, they do have a minimum wage crisis over there um, where, you know, the wages just aren't sufficient enough to sustain I guess reasonable living, and yep. a lot of people actually over there in the United mm. States actually work two jobs. Mm. Yeah, so a lot, not too many people know about that, but um, he's you know doing something there to sort of improve the ability for people to have the one job to support themselves. Which yep, we shall see how that turns out. But you know, with any accomplishment, with any um, person, no one's perfect, Sam, and no. there are going to be a couple of failures. And as we're um not leaning to any side and we're not in favor or against Trump. We're just gonna call it as it is. And you yeah. know, we've we've um I guess we've touched on a couple of accomplishments, but we've got to touch on a few of his flaws and some of his mishaps and, and some of his yeah. failures. Mm-hmm. So I guess the first one is America's global image. So some have actually suggested it's in shambles. Um, So America's global image has declined significantly under Trump. So even though there's been an economic boost or, you know, I guess as those um, commentators suggested that an economic bonanza, Mm -hmm. um, you know, under Trump, he has repeatedly insulted key U.S. allies, um, I guess, and and at the same time cozying up to dictators. And and I guess the most popular one is with North Korea. Um, Finally, a U.S. president has met with, uh, Kim Jong Un. So yep. you know, it, it took a long time between drinks for the the two, I guess, leaders of countries um, to sort of catch up, and he's mm-hmm. the one that sort of put that to bed and, and caught up, and you know, cleared the air. Um, but yeah, he's sort of, I guess, disregarding his other allies. Um, mm-hmm. So probably not a good look for you know a lot of the country who want to be seen who want America to be seen as the nice guys and the yeah. heroes at the end of the day well he's not all about that he's maybe giving everyone a bit of a reality check
1: that's
0: right um, so definitely a, a sign of right-wing nationalism there mm-hmm. um, as insider who's a media um, establishment they reported in 2019 in March actually um, so Steve Kilela, Kilela? You're a pronunciation expert. How do, you, how do you pronounce Steve's name there, his last name? Steve uh, Kilelia. Kilelia. Oh, yeah, Kilelia. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's a paisan there in uh, yeah. Calabria, Sam. Mm, could be. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, he's the founder and executive chairman of the Institute of for Economics and Peace, the IEP. Uh-huh. Um, and he told Insider that global confidence in the U.S. leadership experienced a precipitous drop after Trump's election. So, all wow. right, yeah, there was some sort of, uh, I guess, you know, economic bonanza and a lot of positivity in that space. But in regards to global confidence in the U.S., so everyone outside the U.S. having confidence in the U.S., that dropped off. Mm. Interesting. Yep. Um, Kalilia, um pointed to the poor press Trump that has received internationally while, you know, noting that global confidence in the U.S. was much higher under former President Barack Obama. But then, if Donald is a right-wing nationalist, right, right? What does he care about the rest of the world? That's thinking right, about America, yeah. he just yep. worried about his own backyard. So, yeah, all right. President Obama was the man of the people. Yeah, uh, he was. Yep. He was a lot more liked, and there was less negative, I guess, um, comments about him as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas on the flip side, Donald Trump, people have an issue with him as a person rather than his policies.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: So that's. Yep. I mean. Where do we draw the line? Can, you know, you can, you're can never going to get Mr. Nice Guy and then all the policies just, you know, are nicely tied up yeah. with the flow. Yep. Well, right. it, sometimes it's going to be one or another or sometimes one's going to have, you know, it's going to skew to one side more than the other. I, I don't know. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I guess the global image, I don't think it's in shambles. It's probably tarnished somewhat. But, I mean, look, they're going through COVID now and everyone's sort of, you know, under the cosh at the moment. But, um, yeah, I mean, they'll fight through it. Yep. America is what it is, and you either love them or you hate them. Mm, exactly. But yeah, we've got um, another another one of his failures. So it's to do with Iran and Syria. Um, so Trump's actually made a decision to unilateral withdraw the U.S. from the 2015 nuclear deal, and this happened in May 2018. So when he redu- when he withdrew um, the U.S. from this nuclear deal, it actually induced chaos throughout the Middle East because there was a lot of instability to see what was going on with all these nuclear weapons and all that sort of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I guess that's when the sort of conspiracies came out. North Korea is equipped with a lot of weapons, so China, like all this nuclear stuff. And, you know, the, the trading to and from the Middle East and withdrawing from that, then what's going to happen with all this nuclear crap? You know, I still don't get all that. Like, why do we need all these weapons that are so damaging that I think if we blew up every single nuclear weapon, on Earth at the same time, we could destroy right. Earth threefold. Yep. Yeah. I think What's so. the point? Yeah. It's, is yeah, is that got, just to flex a muscle? Yeah. Is that, like so a political muscle the, to flex. Oh, we've got all these weapons. That yeah. Us. So he's got the biggest rocket. Yeah. So anyway, that's weird. Um, Trump's actually decision to pull US troops out of northern Syria in October 2019 was another one. So. Probably one of his most disastrous foreign policy moves, because in doing so, Trump actually affected, effectively abandoned U.S.-allied Kurdish forces who bore the brunt of a U.S.-led campaign against ISIS to a Turkish military invasion. So by pulling U.S. troops out and you allied with um, Kurdish forces, then you just left the Kurds there copping mm. it against the ISIS. Um, and the Turkish military invasion. So once again, steering away from allied nations and just worrying about his own ass, his own backyard, yep. and if anything, making mates with uh, with other dictators. So that's an interesting one. Um, so he just left them out in the cold. Maybe he yeah. just, I am, wasting our of, time here and money. Out, of, it's a bit of a dog move, really, why
1: uh, the Trumps are there. Yeah. Uh, don't probably don't agree with that one.
0: No, he probably was the one that planned, like planned with the Kurdish force, saying, "Hey, if you join with us, we'll go and get these ISIS dickheads." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, no, halfway yeah. through, he's like, oh, it's, you're on your own now. Yeah? See you later." <laughs> yeah, that's so, not it's not probably, ideal. Not at all. And then the last one, Sam, the last one of his failures. Yep. Was his impeachment? I think yes. this is probably pretty important to talk about. Um. So maybe why don't you start us off on the impeachment?
1: Yeah, no worries. Um, Obviously, this impeachment was uh, massive headlines and I don't think, uh, I reckon, I'm going to put it out there, say 80 to 90% of people had no idea what this impeachment uh, even meant. I Honestly, I didn't really know what it was all about um, until I looked, uh, you know, or listened to a bit of news regarding this impeachment. So um, let's go jump into it. On the 18th of December 2019, so, you know, not too long ago, um Mr. Trump became only the third president in U.S. history to be impeached after two votes in the Democratic Party-controlled House of Representatives. So to impeach in this context means to bring charges in Congress that will form the basis for a trial. Now, the U.S. Constitution states that a president shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or, or other high crimes or misendowment. What misend? I can't. I can't pronounce that one. Misdemeanors. Misdemeanors. Oh, sorry. I'm reading the wrong thing. <laughs> um. Jesus. Anyway. Yes. So that that's the official quotation from the co- Constitution of the U.S. Um. Now it's. It's important to note that it's a political process rather than a criminal one, um, but it's got, you know, some serious consequences so, consequences. so that's why it was such a big headline. It was sort of like, you know, they, was, they were trying to get Trump out of the, uh, the top seat, um, really. So what really happened? Um, now, President Trump was accused of uh, pressuring Ukraine to, to dig up damaging information on one of its main democratic challenges for the presidency in 2020 which is um yeah the one that's coming up um so this information was regarding or allegedly regarding uh, joe biden his uh, you know his key challenger for this uh, election that's up and coming and uh joe biden's son hunter as well um so you might think, you know, what's Ukraine got to do with Joe Biden and his son? But um, so Hunter worked for a Ukrainian company uh, when Joe Biden was U.S. vice president. So that's where the, the link uh, sort of, you know, comes into effect. Um, mm. The president is accused of dangling two things as a bargaining chip um, to the Ukraine. So withholding $400 million of military aid to the Ukraine um, that had already been allocated by Congress, so sort of, you know, a bit of an Indian giver, if you're allowed to still say that. I don't even know. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> and a White House meeting uh, for Ukraine's president. So, yeah, he's sort of, uh, you know, he's dangling the, uh, the carrot there and saying, yeah, you want this? You're going to have to give us inf- information. Um, so this, the Democrats say, amounts to an abuse of presidential power um, and also blackmail. Using the office for per, uh, sorry for personal political gain um, and, a de- and at the detriment of national security. Um, so I guess yeah, I don't know. I mean, it does sound like it's a bit of blackmail, but I would say a lot of this goes uh, on you know behind closed doors, and this might have been one that slipped out, and uh, you know people within Trump's party might have wanted him out, so yeah, they might have dug up a bit of dirt on him.
0: But isn't that what politics is all about? You can't just give $400 million worth of military aid for no reason. You need Mm. to have to get something in reward. And I'm guessing, Mm -hmm. you know, the Americas did that to give, you know, $400 million to Ukraine to to help them out with their Russian, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, civil wars that they were having uh, between the borders there. But I guess obviously America and Russia, who knows what's going on there. So... Um, a bit of aid, and you know, denying that the Ukraine's president to catch up at the White House, mm. you know, saying no, you're not. We're not getting the 400 million, and you're not catching up till you give us a bit of information. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe they're paying for that, but you can see the other side of the coin, Sam. That yeah, it does look like it was an abuse of presidential power, in the face of it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I think, anyway. Um, yeah, true, true. I mean, look, Hunter. I mean he worked for a Ukraine company. Um, so I'm guessing they had that information, the, the Ukraine government. So it was probably easy for them to get. Um, why yep. they wanted to get so much information, or was that just maybe just to uncover any little flaws that the Bidens may have? We mm. don't know. Just yep, to gain yep. that advantage, because end of the day, it, sometimes with politicians, the, the, the trivial stuff that they talk about, it's like yep. kids playing in the playground. Seriously.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They uh, It's so petty. but. Yep. Any little misdemeanor or any mistake, um, I guess, can be consequential on yep. you know the ability to be elected. So, that's right. Yeah. Um, apparently, Mr. Trump is also accused of obstructing Congress by refusing to cooperate with the congressional inquiry. Mm, interesting. Well, sometimes, you know, you might refuse to, um, I guess, cooperate if you don't think you're in the wrong. Mm, so sure. that's, that's one little, um, I guess, other side of it, uh, looking at it. Um, yep. and, and Ukraine was using that money, in fact, with its ongoing conflict with Russia. Now, mm. withholding $400 million, that's a lot of money. Could there have been some dodgy and under-the-table business with Russia to further support Donald's decision to withhold the money? Maybe mm. he's like, oh, I'm not going to give you $400 million because we're starting to become pretty good friends with Putin. Mm. Um, a few of those catch-ups, and, you know, some of that True. vodka that he has, that small batch of vodka, it's delicious. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. Um, we don't know, but that was basically the reason of his impeachment. So Sam, what actually happened? What was the result?
1: Yeah, um, so under the U.S. Constitution, a two-thirds majority of the Senate um, is required to convict the president. So you need to have a pretty big backing there um, to yeah convict the president, which could be a bit of uh, you know political suicide if you're gonna be going up against the the top dog. Um, so the possible penalties were the removal of office and disqualification from, um, holding office in the future. So again, they're really big, uh, consequences. So that's why it was such a big story. Um, but on February the 5th, 2020, the Senate acquitted Trump on both accounts. So he, yeah, he got away with it. Um, Mitt Romney, a Republican became the first Senate in history from an impeachment, impeached president's party to vote um, to convict, voting guilty on the first count. Um, So, yeah, obviously a bit of backstabbing and a bit of unrest there in in, uh, the big Don's party there, but it happens all the time, though, to be honest. Um, Terry, like you mentioned, you know, in the Australian uh, politics, people just backstab all the time, and and uh, end up getting into power. So I think there's a, just a bit of jealousy, and maybe they they saw a bit of uh, weakness and thought they could get into, um, you know, maybe someone else can get into that seat with a bit of information and a bit of digging because of uh, Donald's background. But it didn't work, unfortunately, for some.
0: Yeah, uh, you know what, Mitt Romney, yeah, he's not even a bloody politician's asshole. <laughs> so, um, you know, to go against your, your top dog, well. Unless he had some information that we didn't or that's yeah. just what he strongly believed, good on you. But, I mean, you know, if it doesn't work in your favor, mate, you're finished. Yeah,
1: and, that's right. Uh,
0: who knows of him right now? I mean, he's a Republican and I think he's still going there. But uh, mm. yeah, I think uh, Donald Trump pisses on him um, right now <laughs> with that sort of unrest amongst his oh, party. Yeah. And you got to filter out the weeds. You need people in your party that are supporting you and that's all right. about you. Yep. All
1: right, well, uh, why don't you just, uh, one more, we've got one more uh, item here, Terry, that we have to, you know, we, we a just quickie. have to go over a quick one, yeah, just uh, running out of time, but
0: we'll, we'll cover it. Um, this Obamacare, uh, what was Hi. it? All right, so Obamacare, this is uh, something that's really, really popular and that came into law in 2010 by Barack Obama. It's actually, uh, well, the nickname is Obamacare, but it's actually called the Affordable Care Act, the ACA. Mm-hmm. So, this was designed to protect consumers from insurance company tactics that might drive up patient costs or restrict care. This was very, very big when Obama was in office. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the biggest thing that he's brought in. And this is what he's probably remembered by in his presidential um, t- two terms. So, obviously, so far at this point, with the one term that Trump has got, you know, you, you sort of associate him with. I guess maybe the wall, and maybe this impeachment, and just you know some of those outlandish comments that he makes on social media and all that sort of stuff. But with Obama, we associate him with this Affordable Care Act. Mm, yep. So, what are the pros and cons in regards to this act, just quickly? So, some of the pros were well, more Americans were actually having um, health insurance it's more affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, people with pre-existing health conditions can no longer be denied coverage, which is handy. Yep. Uh, no time limits on ex- you know exist on care. And pres- prescription, prescription drugs cost less. But I guess that could actually be a bit of, be a, bit of a con as well because if mm. people have got addictions and maybe the secondhand dealing of opioids, so if they're more affordable, there's more chance of addiction and, I guess, overdose. Yep, true. Well, some of the cons with this Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. So... Many people are actually going to have to pay higher premiums. So mm-hmm. for those who already actually had policies, they had to have they to pay a bit more because they're covering new people joining and those people that are joining got pre-existing health conditions. So yep. it's allowing more coverage for everyone to join. But those that already had it, they're paying more to cover for those that are probably more likely to claim. Yep. Um, right. You can actually be fined. If you don't have insurance, so it's yeah. The, yeah. the Affordable Care Act was put in place as saying if you don't have it, we can actually penalise you through your tax. Mm. Um, and so also to I guess fund this and subsidise this somewhat, the taxes have increased too. We have this something right. similar in Australia with Medicare. Yeah. It's been around for ages, mm-hmm. so that's just compulsory you have to pay it, mm-hmm. but you don't actually need private health insurance. I mean, yeah. if you don't have it, there's a, there's a bit of there is a bit of an extra tax on top but you have to earn over a certain amount anyway mm-hmm. but usually people that earn over that certain amount can afford it so yeah. that's sort of like a hand-in-hand tax where if you can afford it well you know usually pay it or you pay a tax mm-hmm. um, over there it didn't really discriminate on you know income thresholds and, and tiers and whatever yeah, yeah. so you would just find if you didn't have it which sort of counterintuitive um yep. yeah taxes increased as a result um businesses are also cutting employee hours to avoid covering employees. So the actual law said that businesses with 50 or more full-time employees, and there's a lot of companies and businesses out oh, yeah. that, that employ 50 or more. Mm-hmm. So businesses with 50 or more full-time employees must offer insurance and make payments to cover healthcare expenses for employees. Mm. Ridiculous. So these businesses seem like, well, we can't afford that. So what are we going to do instead? Well, we're actually going to reduce the hours um, of our employees because- Businesses are able to get by the 30 hour per week definition of an employee. So if you hire them mm-hmm. for 29 hours per week, they're not classified yeah. a full time employee. So that's how they got oh. around to that. But that's kind of intuitive again, because you, you're wanting people to have you know one job, not two or three jobs out there, just to sustain and live healthy, happy life. And mm-hmm. now you know um, businesses don't have the incentive to actually hire people for 30 hours or more, because um, it's going to cost them more, not only yeah. hourly rates but these body insurances. So how does this relate back to Trump? Well, what did Trump do? Trump was actually very opposed to this Obamacare. He actually dismissed it and called it a piece of shit. Not in those words, but I'm paraphrasing. Um, yeah. And so he sort of, um, I guess, wanted to get rid of it and abolish it. Yep. Um, so he did put that through Congress. And the late Senator John McCain, um, he actually gave the iconic thumbs down vote and denied Trump a full congressional repeal, mm. um, even a skinny repeal. Of uh, uh, former President Barack Obama's signature healthcare law. So, Trump has, however, had its success in dismantling parts of the law. So, his tax bill included a rollback of the tax penalty for those who did not enroll in healthcare. So, that's, I guess, step one yep. in sort of dismantling this Obamacare slightly, saying we're not going to penalize you if you don't have healthcare. Um, so, what Donald has not done though, he has rubbished the Obamacare policy on numerous occasions, but yet is o- he is yet to offer a replacement policy, Sam. Yeah, so it's, all, it's okay. quick. It's quite easy to point the finger and say, yeah, this is pretty shit. But mm. where's your replacement? What, what's your alternative, uh, Don? Seriously. That's yep. yes, um, true. And, but he has told us that he's going to still introduce a phenomenal health care plan, but we're still waiting. Mm. And on that note, I reckon it's time to end it. Yes. Still waiting for that uh, um, replacement health care policy. And I guess we can't wait too long because it's uh, our time's up. And, yeah, I think everyone's got things to do and so do we. And I hope you've enjoyed our touch on President Trump's presidency in his first term. Whether he's going to get a second term or not, we shall see. Mm-hmm. Voting oh, well. is starting very soon. It's actually some postal voting that's already gone down because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yep. we won't find out till November. Mm. Sam, final thoughts?
1: Um, A lot of ups and downs with Trump. Uh, you decide and, uh, well, sorry, if you're American, you decide. Vote for whoever you want in and, yeah, I guess uh, the most popular man or woman will win.
0: Yes, I will. At Turnstones is our handle. Get on us. Get around us. Ask them some questions. We probably won't reply, but love the effort. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night.